0: Let's get it, man. I know you. I know you heard a be Will. The Sports Section Morning Show. You are listening to TMZ Sports. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Sports Section Morning Show, Episode 18. Got it, man. We got the vibes right today. We got the vibes right this morning, Monday. Hopefully, it's a quick week. We got Labor Day coming up, man. So. Brace through it. Brace through it. Let's get to Labor Day. Let's get to this Titans game on Saturday and let's get to it, man. Uh, we're going to talk about Titans versus Vikings, man. Of course, it was a preseason game. It's a little bit of a drag, especially, you know, in, in the latter parts of the game, it becomes really a drag. So, you know, with those preseason games, you can really look at performances individually. And that's something that you can really go off of. I, in my opinion, I value personal individual performances in preseason games. More so than team performances, there's no, there's no reason to get out of whack over team performances unless you have a ton of disciplinary problems with penalties, personal fouls, and stuff like that. Something that shows on film that the coach doesn't necessarily have the team reined in, that's something that that would be alarming to me. But as a team, there's really not much you can take from preseason games. But individually, it's a completely different ballgame. Especially if you get into the, the nuts and bolts of it and they're you know, how they, their individual, I wouldn't say mechanics, but how they're operating on the field at an absolute micro-individual level, you can draw a lot of conclusions from that. Now, you also have to take into, into account, you know, the the level of competition, but also the level of their teammates around them. And that's something with Malik that, you know, is people got to understand also, but it's also a catch-22. I mean, you're not going Play with the big boys if you can't do it do it right against you know the twos and threes. And Malik didn't do it right this past game against uh, the Minnesota Vikings. He uh, he didn't even throw for a hundred yards. He had a good day on the ground, but he struggled in the air. Some big drops by Chig. Chig had two big drops. I don't give a damn. But nobody says you know he's going to get that sorted. But I, I'm not worried about Chig in that in that respect. It was just a little rust maybe. But that points to the importance of these preseason games. I'd rather Chig drop them two balls in a game against Minnesota in the preseason. that doesn't matter versus against New Orleans in the fourth quarter when we're driving down the field trying to, trying to score to win the game. I'd rather him drop them balls now. You know That's something that people got to understand. And that's another thing with why I'm wanting Tannehill to get some reps and some of these ones to get some reps. Variable said that Landry might be getting some reps coming up. And, and Tannehill needs to see some too. But with Malik Willis, you know the guy. He's he's a hell of a he's a hell of a person, and you know he's made a lot of improvements as it is. And as as I've tried to convey to people, this guy is a project. You know, it, Jordan Love was a project in Green Bay. The guy, these guys are not ready initially. hell Aaron Rodgers even said, and I'm not comparing Malik to these guys. Don't get me wrong. I'm just comparing their situations, not the individuals, but. Malik was always deemed a two or three year project. And I said this in my fan site after the game on Friday or Saturday, but he was always deemed a project when we got drafted. Where did this come from that he's expected to start this year or be ready to start this year? That's not, that wasn't in the plans. You can't expedite plans just because you think that he should be ready as a fan. You can't expedite the plans that they were. Yeah. It'd be great if he showed, you know, if he was ahead of schedule, and showed that he could be the starting quarterback yeah but he's just not ready at this time he needs time he needs time and with Malik it's just you can see the improvement nobody can deny the improvement year over year from where he was last year and you know where he ended last year to where he is now he's he's making improvements and you can see that he's able to make improvements that's one thing you know you have some players some quarterbacks that aren't able to make improvements they're shitty from the get-go And they're just going to remain to be shitty. You don't see them improving. Mariota, the man, has been the same since he was a rookie, even till now. He he doesn't have the capacity to improve. Malik has the capacity to improve. You have to run with that. That's something. And we're in a luck. We're in a fortunate position where we don't have to rely on him right now. You know that's the that's the beauty of having Tannehill at the moment. But if you have a quarterback that has the capacity to improve, sky's the limit. He's a young guy. You know this is only. This will only be his second year in the league. So he's displayed the ability and capacity to improve. It's up to our coaches and Malik himself just as equal to harness that and continue to improve and be on pace for when when we think he should be ready or when the plan always was reported for him to be ready, which is next year. It was a two or three year project. So next year, that's when, you know, we need to see the Malik Willis that we expected, the Malik Willis that we drafted from from Liberty that was running around making plays, showing off the, all the arm strength he has and being poised and just making plays. You know, that's when we need to see that Malik. Y'all let me know in the comments what y'all think about Malik Willis. Uh, make sure y'all subscribe on YouTube, follow, subscribe on Twitch, follow all the socials on TFTV Sports, at TFTV Sports, and then on Instagram at Sports. Follow the X and One Show, another show, podcast presented by TFTV Sports. But... Y'all let me know in the comments what y'all think about the Malik Willis situation and how y'all think with with Lil, Will Levis. Will Levis himself was injured and was not able to play in this in this game against Minnesota for what they say is a thigh injury, but Vrabel said that he's not going to they're not even thinking about signing another quarterback. So that would lead me to believe that it's a really minor injury and they just didn't want to risk it. There was no biscuit to risk it for with Will Levis. So with, Le- with Levis, I'm not concerned about the injury. You know, shit like that happens. You know, it's, it's a thigh injury. I'm glad it's not his foot injury that he was having problems problems with pre-draft, and you know, reportedly, what some teams have passed on him for was that foot injury, saying that you know he's he needs surgery and he hadn't got it. So that's good news that it's not his foot injury. But you know, with it being a thigh injury, it's probably just a contusion or something like that. So hopefully, he'll be back for this this last game. This last game itself, you know. We've got to see some improvement from Willis. This is going to be his last shot to really show us what what he, uh, what he can do. Honestly, this might be, and cross my fingers, this is the last time we see Willis and Levis this year. Of course, we don't want to see them, guys. We want Tannehill to be balling out. So really important for Levis and Malik Willis to put on their best performance this coming uh, weekend against New England. Tough team, tough defense. And, you know, showcase... What they have the ability to do to the fans because the fans aren't always at liberty to see what's going on at practice with the coaches, but to to really showcase what they can do and what we have to look forward to next year because you know Tanhill will be a year older, those guys will be a year older. We'll see how that goes. But like I said, it's very important for Malik and Will Levis to to put on a show, man. Speaking of putting on the show, a show, Tajay Motherfucking Spears, Tajay Spears, man. I was I was on the fence about it. Within five minutes, I was drafting him because of the ACL stuff. But it wasn't even five minutes, really. It was five seconds because they said, oh, he's got injury history, ACL this, ACL that. Then I saw the man's highlights when it popped up on the TV before. You know, he didn't walk across stage or nothing. But as soon as we drafted him, they showed the highlights. And I saw how shifty this guy was. He was a guy. He, I could tell he was a guy, you know, and that's and he's doing he's performed extremely well. The first game, then he extreme ex- played extremely well against Minnesota in this previous game, the guy is shifty as hell. And, you know, he's going to be an excellent complement to Derrick Henry. That run Tajay Spears had was amazing. Coming through the hole on what looks like a little outside zone play, a safety or a linebacker's trying to fill the fill the gap. He jumps right over the guy. And Tajay Spears about my height, man. I, I can tell you how hard it is to jump that high. But he, he managed to get it done, and it just shows, man, that Tajay is just He's going to be a special back for us, and I'd like to see him utilized on third down. You know, he's going to be our, he should be our third down back going forward. So, you know, that'll give us a a good option out the backfield. What I don't want, and Tim Kelly, from what I've seen, I, you know, I can honestly say if it was downing, it'd be different. Tim Kelly is smart enough to not, you know, bring Tajay Tajay Spears in on early downs and not, you know, be able to mix it up with runs and screen passes. A motherfucker like Downing, I bring Tajay Spears in, and every time he brings him in, he'll throw him a screen pass, and that, that just that just blows the blows the cover of it. You know, you you know what's gonna happen when he comes in. But I want to see Spears Spears utilized in a good way, and I I want to see him get a good amount of touches this year. He deserves it. It'll keep some miles off Henry, and because uh, Henry's getting up there in age, and Father Tom's undefeated, even with a guy like Henry that is you know a physical specimen. But it's just, I've got to see, I've got to see more of Tajay Spears, man. Because every time he's touched the ball in preseason, he's performed. You know, he's, he's good in the pass game. That's something that we can really, really utilize. It's an extra receiver on the field when, when we have a running back running out to the check down as a check down that can really make things happen like Tajay with how shifty he is. You know, we don't really have that liberty with Derrick Henry. I'm eager to see how Tajay is with his run block or pass blocking though, with being on a third down back. In the NFL, you have to be able to pass block and, and perform in pass protection. So that's the only question mark I have for Tajay at this moment. And it's, that might be something I have to look, go back and look at his tape at Tulane and see how he was in pass pro. But also, you know, running backs can perform in pass pro by being, a, being an outlet as a check down. You're still taking a man away. You know, of course, you're gonna you're, there's going to be some times where he's needed in the pocket to, to block. But either way, you're taking a defender away. If you're a threat on a swing pass or on an angle route or on a Texas route, you're still taking a a, a blitzer away. It has the same effect. So, you know, I'm eager to see what Tajay Spears does. Y'all let me know in the comments what y'all thought about Tajay Spears' crazy performance, man. It was a great performance. And how much time do y'all want to see Tajay get this year, man? I know Henry's getting, Henry's getting up there in age. And, you know, Henry ain't going to be here forever. But I think Tajay is really, really... Really good running back, especially as a rookie. And Jay Will said on his fan site earlier, we might have another smash and dash here. Smash and dash 2.0. Y'all think we got smash and dash 2.0? It'd be exciting. He'd be the best running back we've had with Henry since Henry got here. Besides DeMarco Murray, of course. But I don't count him because Henry wasn't a feature back at that time. But since Henry has been featuring, Tajay is probably the best running back we've had. I'd put him over Hilliard. I'd put him over Foreman because he's got more all-around game than Foreman. And he's a better compliment to Henry. so I, That's why I prefer uh, Tajay, Tajay Spears to Deontay Foreman. But, you know, the way he compliments him would be excellent. It'll keep defenses off guard. It'll keep defenses honest. That's the main part. So if we have Tajay in the backfield, hop, trailing Burks, he should be healthy. That He was walking after the game up in Minnesota. Before the game, he looked just fine. But uh, Tajay... Like our third down package, we have Tajay, D. Hop, Traylon Burks, Kyle Phillips, and that that joke with Kyle Phillips. We're gonna talk about him in a minute. Kyle Phillips and uh, Chig. That's a dynamic five right there. You know that defense is gonna have to choose who, who they're gonna who they're gonna defend because Chig is a weapon in himself. Burks is a weapon in himself. Tajay is a weapon, and we all know about D. Hop. The league know about D. Hop. So that's the type of offense that you want to have where you can spread it out. You've got playmakers all over the field, and somebody that'll keep the defenses honest. So I'm eager to see. I'm eager to see how we do offensively because the offensive line stood up extremely well in these first two games. I know the competition level isn't what they'll probably be facing in the season, especially not in that gauntlet six week stretch against, uh, you know, New Orleans, Cincinnati with Hendrickson, uh, Cleveland with Schwartz, Miles Garrett. You know, ballers, pass rushers, balling. You know, and then not to mention Nick Bosa out there in, uh for the Chargers. So, excuse me, the Titans got their hands cut out for them. Their the offense line has their work cut out for them in the first six weeks of the year. And, in my opinion, if we win four out of them six, we might be number one seed in AFC. I ain't gonna lie, we we might. We might. We just got to win three or four of them first games out of that gauntlet because the rest of this, the rest of the season is. It's not a cakewalk. Nothing in the NFL is a cakewalk, but it's much, much easier. One of the most favorable schedules in the league. So, But as we know, the Titans, when they get a favorable matchup, they find a way to jack it up. So, like Jagged Edge, they try and way really to jack it up. But we'll see. We'll see. Man, Kyle Phillips, we'll talk about Kyle Phillips, man. We'll talk about Kyle Phillips. This guy. So, he leaves the game. For those who don't know, he left the game. He came in, played a couple plays on Saturday against the Vikings. Left the game with a knee injury. Now, Dub Easy, uh, you know, member of TFTV, co-host of X and One Show, said that it was he left on a stretcher. I don't, I don't remember. Not a stretcher. Not a stretcher. He said he left on a cart. I don't remember seeing that, but if he left on a cart, that's, I mean, that's even worse. There had not really been much word on it, so I can't really say it's been crazy serious. But it just goes to the point to the fact that this man, Kyle Phillips, is injury-prone as hell. You know, he's injury prone. And we got and this is the last time I'm talking about this, but it's just it pisses me off. We got guys on Titans Twitter clamoring, wanting this guy to be a punt returner. He's fragile. He's made of glass. Why the hell would you put him at punt returner? Have you played football before? Have you? And do you know with a punt returner? They're like crash dummies out there. The all the punt returns we've had over the last last couple of years just got beat up. That's it's a very, very physical. One of the most physical positions on the field. And why would you put somebody with the injury record that Kyle Phillips had, had has had at punt returner? Make it make sense. Shit don't make sense. This ain't fucking Madden. You know, this is the NFL. This ain't fucking Madden. The guy's going to get injured if he's back here at punt return. He got injured. I'm not going to say he got injured during punt return, but he got injured in the last game. So, you know. That's a that's another thing. With Titans fans, we got to wake up to Kyle Phillips too, man. I'm not I'm not sold on this guy. You know, he If he doesn't if he doesn't perform, he's he's going to look like a really bad pick. I think we got him in the 3rd or 4th round. You're supposed to get some value out of out of that 3rd or 4th round. And the only value we've had out of Kyle Phillips so far is people arguing on Twitter. That's it. He ain't performed none on the field. The injury he had last year was unfortunate. Yeah, but it's still an injury, man. It's still an injury. Availability is the best ability, and he has none of it. No ability, or no available availability. He has none of it. He can't stay on the field. So, Kyle Phillips got to get that sorted because, I mean, the state of our receiver group is abysmal, and we need every receiver we've got, including Kyle Phillips. He has to stay healthy. He ain't going to stay healthy at punt return, so that shit is out out the water. I don't even know why Ackerman did that shit, but... Yeah, that's t- Titans special teams host Craig or yeah Craig Ackerman, I think, and that last name's Ackerman. I don't know why the hell he did that shit. It don't make no sense. He he needs to be looked at too. Or I don't understand how this man is still doing what he's doing. But Kyle Phillips is not. He's not that guy, man. I'm not. I'm not sold on him. He looks, you know. Titans Twitter goes crazy on him or over him with with the damn the little ladder drills he does and the cone drills. Oh, he's so quick. Oh uh, man. He ain't on the field. What That shit don't matter. You can get a, a guy, a fucking Instagram or TikTok influencer that can look good on a cone drill or a ladder drill. We need this guy available in the NFL during games. And we need him performing in them games. And he hasn't done that. He, where has he got this? Where has he warranted this hype around him that he has? He shouldn't have it. I'm more excited about Chris Moore than I am Kyle Phillips. I mean, you know, I'm way more excited about Chris Moore than Kyle Phillips. Kyle Phillips, man, I'm I'm holding my horses on him until I can see him at least be healthy for a damn. At this point, a four or six game stretch, you know he ain't even proven that. It's a seventeen game season, so you know Kyle Phillips got to get that get that together, man. And Titans fans got to stop over over hyping this guy because he he hasn't proven he hasn't proven anything to warrant that hype. Show show some respect to a guy like T. R. Tart. Don't wait don't wait until. You know, uh, a D-line page post something about tart That man's been balling for the last year, ever since he got here, really, as an undrafted guy. That's the type of guy that should be getting hype from the fan base, not a guy we drafted third or fourth round and ain't been healthy and ain't been on the damn field. Show some hype to the, the actual players that deserve it. Kyle Phillips has not done anything to deserve that hype. He's injury-prone. Those that don't say he's injury-prone, he's injury-prone. Look at the injury history. Man didn't play hardly any last year. He's already hurt now. You know? So, get it together, man. We gotta, we gotta do better as fans in that regard with, with hyping up players. It makes us look bad, man. I know, you know, it, it just makes us look bad. But, Kyle Phillips is not him, man. I don't, I don't see it. Hopefully he stays healthy. We need him to stay healthy. We need him to perform. I hope I eat my words. but, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I think this man will be on the injury table more than he'll be on the on the field. So we're going to see. We're going to see. Uh, Titans start no line. Yeah, we'll talk to them. We'll talk to Titans start no line. They look very good again. Again, Dillard looked good. Hubbard played much better than I thought he was going to play. And then from what I've seen in some of the clips in practice, Hubbard, Hubbard, you got to watch that guy. You got to watch that guy. He's a, He's got a blunder or two in him. You know, he... He had I ain't gonna say he's got any daily in him, but there's a reason other teams didn't didn't really go after him <laughs> and and we were able to get him. He wasn't on anybody's roster going through, you know, preseason. He's got some blunders in him, but he's he's decent in pass pro and he's really surprised me in his run blocking. So I'm I'm gonna watch the all twenty two of the of the game after I record this and, and post this, and I'll be able to give y'all more on Twitter at uh B TFTV. But, you know, The offense line as a whole has been really impressive. Brewer has performed extremely well at center. I knew he would. I always said Brew was a center. And I wasn't the only, I'm not going to take credit for, you know, trying to coin that Brew was a center. I by no means did that. But I always thought that Brewer and said, I always said that Brewer is much better suited to the center position than he is guard just because of his size. You know, and his his quickness is really good for center. Really opens up things that we can do. You know, we could we could really be pulling Brew on some plays, just like the Eagles do with Kelsey. Brew is that type of athlete at center, and he's gained weight at three hundred pounds. hasn't lost a step. That's another thing that's got to be talked about. Brew has gained weight quite a bit of weight this offseason, Still looking just as quick, just as fast as he did last year when he was smaller. Congrats to Brew, man. That's a major. That's a major thing to do, especially in the NFL in that lineman position. He wasn't. He was able to upgrade on a weakness of his, which was his size, but still not minimize the strength of his quickness concurrently. So I'm eager to see what Brew does at center. And Brunskill has been the quiet assassin. You ain't heard his name at all in preseason. You ain't heard Skoronsky's name at all in preseason. None of the games. Dillard, you ain't heard his name in none of the preseason games. These guys are balling out. They're showing up. You know, the competition level is not the greatest, of course. but You got to get in their props because it could very easily be going the other way and we'd be ripping them for being bad against shitty competition. So, you know, Dillard, he's been good. Skronsky, I think Skronsky is going to be, that's going to be one of our best, going to be like our, I ain't going to say our Michael Roos or our David Stewart, but I hope he's around for a long time. I really do. He's got the ability. This guy's. If you watch him, he looks like he's a, a damn 10-year vet already. You know, he, he looks like he's going to be one of those guys. And I'm eager to see how he does. But uh, that offense line really, really impressed me. Every, every uh, you know, even in against Chicago, against Minnesota, keeping the quarterback clean, driving down the field, run blocking was much better this week than it was against Chicago. I'll give him that. Chicago was sort of iffy. But, you know, Kudos to the offensive line. That was a big question mark that we had. Still is a big question mark. Not gonna lie, but you know it's it looks like it's not gonna be as big of a problem as people forecasted, which is great for the Titans. And that that was our weak link offensively, besides the besides the receiver room. But if Birch is healthy and Hopkins stay healthy, we got decent receiver room there, and we could really make some noise. The offense is what's going. What is going? What this season is going. to Hang on, the defense is gonna be there. The defense is gonna be. You know, in my opinion, I'm I'm thinking they're gonna be a top five defense, if not better. Top seven at the very that's their floor is for the for this Titans defense is top seven. That's where I'm setting their floor at. But I expect their ceiling to be, of course, number one defense in the league. So anywhere between seven and one, that's where I figure the Titans will fall. I think they'll be balling out defensively. Our season hinges on how this offense and Tim Kelly does, how Tannehill, Tim Kelly, and his offense does, how healthy we can stay. And if they can be as healthy and productive as, you know, the offensive line is the one offensive line has shown early in the preseason. We're gonna cause some trouble in the AFC, man. It'll be like the good old, like the good old days back when we had art. That's the plan. But like I said, like I've said previously, this offense for them to be really good, we're not demanding that they score 30 points a game. We don't need that. The defense is so damn good. We just need this offense to score 21, 25 points a game, and we will be in very good shape. We win a lot of games like that. If the offense just finds a way to put up 21, 25 points a game, we can do that. You know, so Tim Kelly's got to do it. Tannehill's got to do it. Hop's got to show up and show out. Burks has got to stay healthy, show up, show out. Henry's got to be Henry. And we're going to be very, we're going to be a fucking problem. I'm going to lie to you. Titans are going to be a fucking problem if we can do that. So y'all let me know what y'all thought about the Titans line, man. And what the Titans offense, what are y'all projections for the Titans offense after seeing the old line for the first two games is the biggest question mark we have besides receivers, and they're looking good. So show some optimism. Let's go, man. All right. Now now a little pessimism, man. Now a little pessimism. Let me drink some water before, before I go in on these dudes, man. The kickers. Shudak, Wolf. I want them out. I want them out. They're not good enough. You know, as a fan, we've seen good kickers. We've seen bad kickers. We've seen Baronis, we've seen Del Greco, we've seen Cairo Santos, we've seen that whole host of kickers we had that year where Vrabel wasn't even kicking field goals no more. I have that same feeling inside of me as I had that year when we couldn't kick a field goal as I have with Shudek and Wolf. These guys are not it. They're not them. They've got to, at this point, they're just taking reps. You know, we've got guys, we have got to replace this kicker. We have a kicking problem. I'm sounding the alarm right now. The Titans have a kicking problem. I know they made their field goals against Minnesota. They're missing field goals all throughout practice. And even the field goals they're making are not with any confidence. Today or Saturday, guy kicks a field One of the field goals kick a, kick a field goal. I think it was Wolf that kicked this one. Hits the upro- upright and barely goes in. A short one. It wasn't even like a 40-some yarder. No, we can't even get to 40 or 50 yards because these guys don't have the leg to kick it consistently. So we have, we absolutely have a kicking problem. And Vrabel and Ackerman have to do, they have to remedy this problem for the season. I cannot go through a season with fucking kicking problems again. We already have enough issues as as we have. Kicking on top of all that is a magnifier. We're going to be playing close games. The Titans will be in close. Have routinely since Rabel, we are always in close games. What do close games normally come down to? Situational football, individual mistakes, and kickers. Those are the three things that close games come down to individual mistakes, situational football, and kickers. Why is that not getting to Ackerman and Rabel about the? They, surely they have to know we have a kicking problem. They have to. They have to. Shudak and Wolf are not it. They're not it. And if one of them are on the roster. Come game one, when we head down to New Orleans, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be pissed. We've got veterans on the market that we can get. There's guys that are going to be cut in kicking competitions now. Carthon has alluded and spoke to the list that we have of running, running cuts that will be available throughout the league. Kickers have got to be at the top of that list. They have to be. I cannot go through a season with Shudak and Wolf as our kickers. I can't. I cannot. It's just, you know, they don't inspire me with any confidence. As a fan, if you are sitting over an extra point or you're watching the Titans over an extra point and you see on a Shudak or Wolf come up to kick the extra point, strolling on out there, you're not having confidence. You think it's a possibility they could miss. That's not a feeling that a fan should have over a kicker. That's not a feeling that a coach should have over a kicker. And, of course, the coaches will say, you know, we believe in our guys or whatever. You can't lie. Deep down, I know they're thinking, this guy might actually miss this extra point because they haven't inspired anybody with confidence. They're missing field goals in practice, hitting the uprights on field goals in the game. And people are saying, oh, well, they didn't miss a field goal. They didn't do anything wrong. They do not. You can tell when a kicker is confident and kicking with confidence. Neither one of two guys, these two guys, is kicking with confidence. Kickers' confidence is one of the biggest things. I ain't never kicked been a kicker in my life, but I know when you have an unconfident kicker, you can consider them good as gone. Good as gone, you know. So these guys, we've got to remedy this problem. I'm done with Chudak and Wolf. It's not happening. Get them out of here. I'm done with them. Y'all let me know in the chat what y'all think about a Titans kickoff, kicker, kicker problem. They're not it. They're not them. We can't. We can't have that, man. There's three guys. <clears throat> there's three guys on the market, veteran market right now that I've looked at and thinking, you know, they are one. We're not going to you got to think where we're at right now. We're not going to find our, our permanent kicker this year. It's over with, you know, unless we get really lucky with a young guy. But I don't at this point, I don't see them taking a chance on another young guy. They've taken a chance on two young guys and shoot at wolf and the shit ain't and shit ain't worked. So at this point, we got to go back to the old route, old route going to get a veteran kicker that's been here, been in the league that, you know, is going to knock down the short and mid range kicks. With these veteran kickers, you're not going to get much leg and have any kicks over fifty. We're still going to be leaving points on the board with that respect, but at least we're not going to be leaving points on the board under forty-five yards like we would with Shudak and Wolf, and then missing field goals. Not to mention the momentum change that comes with a missed field goal; it just kills the whole morale of the team. But one of the guys that this is who I'd like the Titans to sign, and he's still a free agent. But I want the Titans to go out and get Robbie Go. Former uh, 49ers kicker. He's old. He's you know, he's he's heading into his fortieth year, or not fortieth year playing, but his forty forty year. He's gonna be forty years old uh this year if, if he ain't already 40. But he has some some history with Carthon. He's been the kicker in San Francisco for the last six years. Uh, you know, he he has a little bit of leg. He had 47, I think, 47, 48 touchbacks this last year. So the guy still has some leg, even though he's older. And he has a carton connection with San Francisco. Get Robbie Gold into this facility. I don't give a damn if it's a visit. Get him in the, at the very least, get him into the facility. I want him signed. I want him signed this week. Just cut your ties with Shudak and Wolf. Get Robbie Gold in there right now, Titans. Please, Brable, Ackerman. Get Robbie Gold on the Titans roster right now. I'm recording this on Monday, uh, April, April 18th. Get Robbie Gold in the building today, this week. Get him on the team. You know, he looking at his numbers now, you know, he was seven for 11 on kicks in the 40s. That That's better than what shoot and them have been. Uh, he was two for two on kicks over 50 plus yards. That's something that I really, you know, with Gold, he's older, but, you know, he gives us that ability to score points on kicks that are over 50 yards. You know, you need that. You're you're going to be leaving points on the, on the board if you're not able to kick that and do that. You when you just got to take a penalty and you know, scoot back and put Stonehouse in the in a position where he's really not the best at right now with just the the coffin corner punting, we're going to be losing field possession and points. So, I can understand we still had Kern and he was a, you know, the coffin corner king, but that's not Stonehouse's game. So, We've got to counteract that with the kicker that can make some of these longer field goals. And Gold can do that for now. You know, he had an 85% field goal percentage last year. He was almost perfect on extra points last year, 50 for 51. Robbie Gold needs to be a Titan by the end of this week at the very minimum. He has to. I'm done with Shudak. I'm done with Wolf. Get Robbie Gold in the building. Get him in the building. Another guy that, that I would like. You know, I, I'd like him a little less than gold just because he he doesn't have the prowess that gold has on the longer kicks. But this guy's living in Nashville now. He's there, Vrabel. This guy's living in Nashville. Former Packers kicker Mason Crosby. Guy's living in Nashville. <clears throat> he's 38 years old. You know, he's younger. He's a little older than, uh, a little younger than gold. He'll be 39, I think, in the beginning of September. But he, he was 6 to 86% on his kicks. Last year's good percentage of kicks, but he was 6 to 7 on the ones from 40 to 49 yards. So really, really consistent. He had a log of 56. Damn. I didn't know he had a log of 56. A log of 56 last year. So 37 to 39 on extra points. Get him in the building too. Either Mason Crosby, Robbie Gold. I don't care who it is. Get one of them in the building over Shudak and Wolf. But, you know, the accuracy that Crosby has and the accuracy that Gold has, they're, they're much better. They're upgrades on Shudak and Wolf. Ackerman, swallow your pride. Go to Rabel said, we need a kicker. Swallow your pride, Ackerman. Please. We need a kicker. We have a kicking problem. Mason Crosby, Robbie Gold, two options I want to see. The last option, I don't want to see this guy, but he's an option nonetheless. Some fans would like to see him come back. That book, that chapter is already closed with the Titans, in my opinion. But Ryan Suckup, coming from Tampa Bay, he's only 36. He's improved since he left. He had, he had damn near a U-turn in his kicking career since he left the Titans and went to Tampa Bay. Was very good, very accurate still. Almost like the Ryan Suckup of old. But he does not have the the kicking power that, that he used to have. He really was never, I don't think he was ever really a, a, a huncho, you know, Distant kicker accuracy was all Ryan Sukup's thing, but last year he was twenty nine to thirty one, and uh from anything below forty nine yards, he missed one of twenty five extra point attempts. But he did hit two field goals of over fifty yards, especially one uh, at fifty four yards. But he missed five of them over fifty. So you know that's that's part of the reason why he had his he had a only a fifty or no eighty one percent. 81% field goal percentage Suckup did, but that's because he missed five kickoff, five field goals over 50 yards. So, with with that being adjusted, you know, taking out, you know, stats being adjusted, he probably gets closer to Gold and Crosby's uh, percentage. But I don't want to, that chapter's over with the Titans, man. I don't want to see Ryan, Ryan Suckup back with the Titans. Yeah, it's be cool for him, nostalgia and shit like that, but I don't want to see him back. I just, I don't, you know, I don't I don't want that to happen. You know, we we got to move on. Crosby or Gold are the ones that that I want to see. And I I want to see that done this week. We don't we don't have to wait until next week, the week after that, the 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 week of the Saints game. Get the shit done now. Get these guys acclimated. Suck. So Crosby should be already acclimated to the, to the town he lives here. Uh just get these guys acclimated with the team. Practice with Stonehouse holding, you know, getting getting in the groove of things and get these guys in here but Shudak and Wolf have got to go man they've got to go they they're not it at all yo let me know in the comments what y'all think about the Titans kicking situation do y'all think it's an issue am i just talking up here do y- I mean, y'all think I'm bullshitting or do y'all think <laughs> y'all think I'm y'all think I'm tripping do do the Titans not have a kicking problem do they have a kicking problem Yeah, let me know in the comments on YouTube let me know in the comments on Twitch man all right man the patriots uh some bad news the patriots after they had a really bad injury in their preseason game, I think the guy's been released since the hospital since his name has, has left me, but he had a neck injury, and the Patriots have used that as, I'm not going to say they used it as an opportunity, but they've canceled practices with the Titans. Titans and Patriots had scheduled two joint practices, I want to say, this week ahead of their preseason game. The Patriots have elected to cancel those that Wednesday and Thursday practice ahead of Saturday's game. Now they'll just be traveling down on Friday for the game on Saturday, and they're not the only ones that canceled uh cancel preseason games. the Texans had their joint practice canceled also, so you know it's happening around the league a little bit and I'm not too mad about that because I don't want to see any injuries, man. We just need to take an injury, take it easy on the players on the way in and you know get to work in a preseason game that's where you get your reps man it, it is what it is less this and of course there's you know guys can get injured in any way but You know, I just, it doesn't, I'd hate for it to be in a joint practice like Traylon had. So, you know, we'll we'll see about that. We'll see about that. But, you know, y'all let me know in the comments what y'all expect to see in this New England game. I alluded to it earlier a little bit. I want to see Tannehill. I want to see Tannehill for at least a couple series at the very minimum, maybe a quarter. That's plenty. I don't want to see D Hop. I don't want to see Derrick Henry. Them guys are cool. I don't want to see them. But I need Tannehill to get in there with that offensive line, that starting offensive line, and and get acclimated with them in an actual game at game speed. Joint practices, they're cool. Regular practices are cool. It don't compare to actual game speed. I want to see Tannehill in there working with them, building that continuity, building that uh that acclimation with the Titans starting O-line. We're only returning one starters on that O-line. So, you know, it's going to be very important. I don't want to see them, you know, not used to his cadence, jumping off sides and of shit in week one. Get that out the way in the preseason. That's what the preseason's for. We're only returning one starter in Brewer. It's a brand new offensive line. We need game experience with the quarterback there, at least for, you know, a couple of series at the very minimum. I know there's risk of him getting injured, but if he gets injured, hey, we're fucked. It's just, it's just simple as that. But you can say that about any other team in the NFL. So I'd like to see Tannehill, and I'd like to see that I'm eager to see Landry. Vrabel alluded to it in the press conference after the game a couple days ago, or yesterday, I want to say. So Landry has potential to play some snaps. Tart played a lot of snaps and balled out against Minnesota. I don't know about anybody else defensively that I'd like to see. You know, I don't want to see Fulton. He, you know, he's, he's a little injury prone, too. Bayard, I don't have to see him. I'd like to see Aziz in there. But, you know, with our linebacker depth, I don't have to see him either. Defense overall, I don't really have to have to see them. Only the guys coming off injury like Landry, try and build up some some game game conditioning. That way he's fully ready for week one against New Orleans because we're going to need Landry. We are going to need Landry. Y'all let me know in the comments who y'all think the, the Titans should be starting in this last preseason game. Should we start any of the starters? Should we let them all sit and just get ready for the next game? Do y'all want to see Tannehill? Do y'all want to see Henry? Do y'all want to see D-Hop? I know y'all want to see D-Hop. I want to see D-Hop. But it's not the time, man. We got to wait. We got to wait. We got to wait. All right. Nashville SC, man. Let's talk some Nashville SC. What a what a tough loss for Nashville SC. It's just, you know, there's times in sports where you're on a team and you're facing greatness in the form of, you know, goats. I'm talking your, your Messies. Your Jordans, your LeBrons, your Kobe's, your Nick Westbrook Aquinas. You just sometimes you just can't, you can't do anything about what they do on the field. They just, they just pull out some sorcery, some sorcery shit. They just do something crazy on the field, just unstoppable. And that's exactly what we seen with Lionel Messi against Nashville SC. Ball falls to him, deflected. You know, Nashville did a great job defending him the first 20-something minutes. And really, the whole game, they did a great job and had him pretty quiet. But it, it could happen at any moment with soccer. That's just the beauty of the game. Uh, McNaughton ball kicks off McNaughton. He's trying to clear it. It, it's, it comes off of him. It's like the gods had it, had it aligned. Ball falls right to Messi, right there on, on the right half space. Pump fakes, shot fakes, goes on the left, gets on his left foot, bends one right into the top left corner. Panico has no chance. That's the greatness I'm talking about. You know, there, there's only so much you can do during games to, to mitigate that and try and stop that greatness. But guys like Mahomes, Messi, you know, these guys, you can't stop greatness. You can limit it a little bit. You can't stop it. You can't even stop it throughout a whole. You might be able to stop it for a game. But if it's if you're playing them more than once, they're going to put their thumbprint, their handprint on that game. And that's exactly what Messi did. Bringing Miami to, uh, to tie led to a draw between and Nashville SC and they went to penalties and you know, it, it just came down to the goalkeeper. Frankly, it came down to the goalkeepers with Nashville SC and Panico Panico just missed, man. He sort of telegraphed where he was going, how he set the ball up and how he stood relative to the ball. Of course, I ain't no penalty expert, but everybody, you watched a, a watch along back. It was the Titans versus Vikings. Watch along on YouTube at TV sports. At the end of that, we, we cut it on the Nashville SC game and for the penalty kicks, but if you could see, you know, the guys knew that that Panico really wasn't going to hit it. And he was just he wasn't he i ain't going to say he didn't look confident because some of the other guys didn't look confident either. But he just telegraphed where he was going to go to going to go. And the inner Miami keeper, you know, took advantage of it. But, you know, it's just it's just a tough loss. But, you know, the club did a really good job of keeping, you know, keeping the atmosphere up. I know it was somewhat a quote unquote neutral game. But shout out to the Nashville SC fans that didn't sell their ticket. The ones that showed up. The atmosphere looked absolutely electric, man. All the videos I've seen, we got a fucking club here in Nashville. You know, Nashville SC is it. And, you know, it's amazing to see how the city of Nashville gets behind their fan, gets behind their club, their teams. Even even throughout the, you know, they're with them in the dark times. But when when we're up in Nashville and our sports teams are up, man, we up. We one of the the best sports cities in the nation, in my opinion when our teams are up and we're, and we're doing the damn thing, you know? And that's exactly how the fans at the, at the Nashville SC games look. man. It looked like an amazing atmosphere, and all the fans were into it. I saw a ton of yellow on TV, man. It, was, it made me happy that I didn't see a bunch of, you know, pink and black in the stadium. The Nashville SC fans held onto their tickets, man, and it's really, that's really commendable. You know, the Titans really, the Titans don't really, they're not, Titans fans aren't really the best at that, you know, historically. You know, teams come down here and damn near, damn near take over nissan especially when we ain't playing good you know bills the bills have done it in the past it's just you know that's that's just something that that we can improve on as titans fans but shout out to the national c fans that didn't allow that to happen and that really showed up showed out for for their club and really gave them as a springboard for for them to perform in that final and uh yeah that just brings me to to the last point man Messi, y'all think he wins the Ballon Dior? Y'all let me know comment if he wins the Ballon Dior. Me and Doug Beasley were going back and forth on this a couple days ago. I really don't think Messi wins the Boulogne Dior. Well, here's the thing. I can't say I don't think he's going to win. I think he's going to win because of politics and shit. This is the last time he'll be able to win one, really. I think they'll give it to him out of that. But for me, Holland deserves it way, I ain't going to say way more. Holland deserves it more than Messi, in my opinion. Guy won the quintuple. The quintuple, he, he won the hexatuple motherfucker. He won all that shit with Manchester City in his first year at Manchester City. First year in the toughest league in the world in the Premier League, man. He bagged like 40 or 50 goals on, across all comps. So he was in, integral to, you know, the, the quintuple or the hexatuple. I don't, I don't even know what the hell to call all them trophies that Manchester City won. At the very least, the treble, the Champions League, the League Cup. And uh, with FA Cup and the Premier League, he was integral to that. He was a big part of how they were able to how they were able to to win and sustain their dominance in games. And he scored a ton of goals. Erling Haaland deserves a blonde dure, in my opinion. Y'all let me know in the comments what y'all think, Messi or or Erling Haaland. But I think it's got to be Haaland, man. He won just as much, if not more than Messi. I know the World Cup is a huge deal and that was the last thing Messi needed. And Messi was the reason they won the World Cup. But you could say the equally the same for Holland at Manchester City for them winning the treble. They don't win that without Erling Haaland. You know, he allowed them to get over that, get over the Champions League hump and darkness that that club has had since they were conceived in 2006 when they got that money. <laughs> but, you know, Erling Haaland to me is the one that deserves it. And I, I'd like to see him win the Ballon Dior. And I'm the biggest, one of the biggest Messi fans there is. But being frank. Erling Haaland deserves it for this year, but I don't see that. I don't see him giving that to him because he, you know, he, he'll have plenty of, plenty of opportunities to want to blow going forward. It's probably Messi's last chance. So y'all let me know in the comments what y'all think. And, uh, and that'll be it, man. That'll be it. Exit One Show will be out tomorrow. We had a great episode with a great guest. Make sure y'all follow Exit One Show on Twitter, Instagram, at Exit One Show. Subscribe on YouTube at Exit One Show. Subscribe to the uh, YouTube for TFTV Sports, man. We're doing a watch along, of course, of the game on Saturday. I will be down in Nashville doing fan fan sites, post-game interviews with fans outside of the stadium after the game against the Patriots. Y'all make sure y'all come out. I'll let y'all know what the location will be before the game. It'll be on Twitter at TFTV Sports and Be Will TFTV. I will let y'all know where we're doing the interviews. So make sure y'all come out. Everybody's welcome to be on a fan site, man. This is This is for the fans. I want the fans' voices to be heard. You know, we don't always get the opportunity to have our voices heard. We can call them to the radio sometimes. It ain't guarantee that that you get picked up and it ain't guarantee they let you really speak your mind to say what you want to say. That's what TFTV is for. TFTV is a platform for Titans fans and even away fans. You know, come on our platform, express your opinion in a respectful way. And we're going to we're going to give you the platform for that. And, you know, let let those let people know that, hey, you know, the fans have a voice too, and deserve it. deserves deserves to be heard. So that's what TFTV is all about, man. We're for the fans, by the fans, you know. So fan sites will be will be conducted after the game against New England, and all the home games there will be fan sites outside the stadium. So we're we're just looking on getting a solid location, and we'll let y'all know on Twitter about that. But of course, man, make sure y'all tap in with us on on YouTube for the show. Give us a thumbs up, like the video. Subscribe to us on YouTube at TFTV Sports. We got fan sites out from the previous game. Y'all check out our content, man. We got a lot of content for y'all. And it's going to be even more as football season is coming out, man. So appreciate y'all joining. Appreciate y'all tapping in with TFTV. Appreciate y'all checking in with the watch along we had and the fan sites we've had, man. Y'all take it easy and y'all have a good week. Out.